He's got connections. From actors and athletes to comedians and world-class musicians. Andy Hall. His contact list is jam-packed with some of the most recognizable names in entertainment. Andy Hall's giving Laser Hellraisers his plus one. An exclusive conversation you won't hear anywhere else on today's edition of Hall Access. Joining me via the Laser Hotline today is none other than Wolfgang Van Halen. Howdy. Great to have you back on the show, my man. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. A lot of ground to cover with you, and I know your time is limited here. I'll start by congratulating <laughs> you on Mammoth 2. Right off the top, dude, it is a killer. Oh, thank you so much, man. Thank you. You're uh, creating a follow-up to a self-titled album. Was it obvious to you that, like your dad's band did with their second album, that you'd title yours like you did? Uh, no, I'm actually ripping off uh, Led Zeppelin. <laughs> Another great two. There are several of those, aren't there? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, that's funny. In terms of the creative process for this one and crafting of the 10 songs that ended up on the album, like the debut, this is all you, right? Yeah, oh yeah. Written and performed. Songwriter, vocalist, all the instrumentation. I remember being surprised by that when we talked after the first album dropped. I suppose that's one way to ensure quality control, huh? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, I can play everything, so I wanted to see if I could do it. And with that first album, I figured out I could. So it's just, uh, it's a fun time sort of putting the puzzle pieces together. Tell me about the creative process for Mammoth 2 versus the first album. What were some of the major differences this time around, and what sorts of lessons did you carry forward to the making of the new album? I think just in terms of, of just overall doing it uh, once before, uh, you knew what to expect. Um, so, uh, But I think the big difference is that the second time around, uh, we didn't have as much time. Uh, the first one, you know, I had all the time in the world. I recorded it over three years, 10, 11, 12 different sessions, you know. With this, it was two sessions and two and a half months. Um, so it was it was a lot different. <laughs> it was very different in trying to uh, condense everything I had comfortably done before with the first album into that amount of time. Um, would I have liked a little bit more time? Sure. I think in the future, uh, we'll probably you know, uh, spread it out a little bit more just to to, to take away from the, the stress of it all. Um, but I'm very happy with the final result, so I, I guess I can't really complain. You led with another celebration at the end of the world. Fair to say, is that a mission statement of sorts for the rest of the album, or is there more to the sequencing on how you rolled out your singles? Yeah, that song really set the, uh, set the tone for the whole album, I think, through the recording. That was the first song we did, and... Uh, I just think uh, the energy of that leaked into everything else, and, and I think that's what made the album a bit more aggressive and, and heavier, so to speak. I was uh, looking at the. Uh, I'm I'm still a guy who buys physical product, and you know that includes vinyl. I'm I'm a big vinyl person, mm-hmm. so our album artwork and things like that are still important to me. I like to le- read liner notes and all of that good stuff. Yeah. The cover of this thing, you may as well have called the album another celebration at the end of the world because that's what it yeah. looks like. Absolutely. That was one of the inspirations for when I saw that piece of art. Uh, John Brosio, who did the uh, the art for the first album, I thought it was such a, a, a great piece that I, I had to have that one as well for the uh, for the cover. It just kind of fits my uh, emotional 
headspace, I guess, at the time of, of, of writing and everything. It just uh, it really resonated with me. I'm All Right is the current single, which we're playing on Laser. You're a pretty open book when it comes to exactly what you're singing about in terms of the lyrics of your songs, and I definitely hear you processing your dad's passing on some of these. There are songs that feel like they're directed at some of the types of people you interact with on social media. The tone of those lyrics fit well with the mood you're setting with the music. Generally speaking, that's like a, it's a relatively aggressive album in that respect, wouldn't you say? Certainly. I think uh, everything I'm, I'm working through on this album, I think people think that, you know, I was working through a lot of emotional things on the, on the first one, uh, but uh, I wish, uh, you know, certainly in, in different respects I was, but um, everything that's happened in my life from 2020 uh, till now, I think uh, is showing up on that album because the first album was done in 2018. Uh, this is, you know, sort of uh, me processing <laughs> everything. I think that's why it ended up being, uh, like you said, darker and, and more aggressive and heavier. It was really nice to hear your dad's guitar again on Take a Bow. Yeah, yeah, that was a really fun moment. I was very happy to, to do that. It felt right. Was that also the same amp head you're playing through? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the original Marshall. Ah, man. There's just something about a signature sound, you know, when you hear it, you just know, and it's almost like a guest appearance by your dad on the record. I really love that. That was fantastic. Oh, thank you very much. Wolfgang Van Halen is my special guest. His latest album, Mammoth 2, came out over the summer, and since then you've shared stages with some pretty amazing bands, dude. Tell me about the M72 <laughs> experience with the Mighty Mighty Metallica. Oh, man, it's been absolutely crazy. Uh, their their stage is, is ridiculous and amazing. They're the, the giant... Uh, in this uh, circle in the center of the stadium. Absolutely crazy. Uh, it's been such an honor to be a part of that tour. Uh, not only is crew so wonderful, but the, but the band, uh, they are just uh, uh, such incredibly nice people. Uh, they, they must spend the time, and it's just, you know, it's a, they're very, very kind, wonderful dudes. So uh, very happy to be on that tour and we've got a whole another year of that next year so i'm very excited yeah i noticed you just released some new tour dates which begin in february more headline shows with yeah. nita strauss uh including st louis february 21st kansas city on the 23rd both reasonable driving distance from des moines headlining versus being a support act on a major international tour like m72 is there any difference in how you approach the presentation itself besides the obvious time constraints <laughs> Oh, certainly. I think for I think luckily we have a very um, wide range of of sounds in our catalog. So I think uh, when it comes to opening for certain bands, you can sort of cater that set list for that crowd. Uh, for us, I think for Metallica, we definitely uh, play the heavier songs uh, that we have in our catalog. Uh, for that crowd, and it seemed to to have worked uh, pretty pretty well for us so far. How about the size of the rooms too? When you're playing these stadiums versus like the clubs you're playing on these headlining tours, um, you know what's the difference there in terms of how you play it? Uh, I mean, really, you just got to try and play to everybody in the room. Uh, and it, it, I'm just happy to be performing on a stage where people are happy to to witness music. I think. Uh, really, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what size of the room you're in. Uh, it's just if there are people there to to rock out, that's all that really matters. <laughs> I imagine the Metallica crowd probably took to you pretty well. They really did, man. I've heard it was a you know over the years a tough crowd, but they've been super super responsive and super wonderful and, and welcoming. Um, they, they've had a great energy over there, so it's it's a really really good time. 
Love that. Plenty of other big things going on with you lately, but probably the most significant was you got married a couple of months ago. Congratulations. Yes, I did. Thank you very much. Yeah, you got my uh, my morning show host, Heather, a little emotional on your uh, on your choice of music for that. I think it was the first dance, and she, she bust out crying when she started talking about it. She played a little clip of the song. <laughs> Love that, oh, that's man. very sweet. That's very sweet. Yeah. So how how long did it take for mom to start asking about when you might be making her a grandma? <laughs> I have no idea. I'm I'm a little busy with my career right now, but I'm I'm sure uh, eventually she she'd be very happy with that. She's got to be over the moon seeing your career blossom like it has. Oh yeah, she is our our number one supporter for sure. I saw you on the cover of Guitar World magazine recently, posing with a beauty of a guitar. That's the one you used for the vast majority of Mammoth Two. Yeah, that exact one actually in that picture, which is pretty fun. Do you take that out on the road with you, or are you precious about those instruments? That one I have retired to the studio because it's very special, being one of the early prototypes. But I have other prototypes out there with me right now. Yeah. Yeah, you alluded to the general public eventually having the opportunity to get their hands on it. Now I'm asking. Asking for a friend here, Wolfgang. When might that be? Next year. And that is all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I look forward to seeing you in 2024, assuming you're playing the uh, the Twin Cities gigs uh, on M72 in August. Are you still on the mm-hmm. tour at that yeah. point? Yeah. We're on. I know they have to be two sure, uh, per city, but we play we play at least every building on, on, on that tour, so we'll see you out there. That's my hometown. I'm looking forward to seeing you in August, and uh, love the new album, Wolfgang. Thank you so much for taking the time for me. It's, uh, it's always like catching up with an old friend when I get you on the hotline. Yeah, always a pleasure, man. Thank you so much, man. Great talking to you. Thanks so much. Have a great night. It's August.